0: This is a Stocks for Beginners Quick Tip. Essential lessons. Questions answered.
1: Stephen Clapham is the founder of Behind the Balance Sheet. He's had a 25-year career as an investment analyst. He now offers training to professional investment analysts, portfolio managers and private investors. In this Quick Tip, he talks about how the finance industry bewilders ordinary investors with jargon that's not really that hard to understand. He talks about fees, discounted cash flow, and, of course, the balance sheet. The balance sheet is is like the central part of the, of the accounts. If you think about the company reports, everybody pays very close attention to the profit and loss account. so when the company's earnings come out. And that's the earnings number is the number that all the analysts really get fixated on, the earnings per share number. And um, what's really particularly relevant for an investor is the cash flow statement, because how much cash the company is generating is really the critical element in understanding what it's worth. And tying those two financial statements together is the balance sheet. And the balance sheet is simply a statement of financial position. So it's how much do you own in the way of assets and how much do you owe in the way of liabilities? And the interesting thing about the balance sheet is that if you're skilled at interpreting it, you can detect companies that are cheating. You can detect companies whose performance is slowing, things that aren't necessarily as obvious from the profit and loss account or even from the cash flow. And I teach people how to do this in my courses, both my courses for institutional investors and my courses for private investors at my online training school. And the the thing is, I think many people get slightly frightened because, you know, you open a set of accounts, they're usually quite big, right? They're usually quite bulky. And there's all these numbers there. And you kind of feel that you don't know where to start. And in fact, it's much simpler to understand than people in finance would like you to believe. Mm. The, The problem with finance is that everybody in finance has got a vested interest in making it appear as complicated as they possibly can in order to scare off the lay person and in order to extract commissions from you. And the more complicated they make it sound and the more complicated they make it look, the harder it is for you as a as an investor to understand what they're charging you. And this isn't something that just affects people that feel they don't have much knowledge. I mean, I find this. Every day I come across examples of this, even in my own personal account. So I have an account on a trading platform in the UK, and I couldn't understand why this particular transaction hadn't made me more money. I ended up phoning up the broker and saying, What's going on here? And it turned out the broker was skimming commission charges, which were, I mean, I wouldn't say that they were dishonest because. If you read enough of the small print, you know 10 lines in or 10 paragraphs in or 10 pages in, you would find the reference to the fact that they were they, they were taking this commission. but it wasn't obvious. they were really taking more money from me than they should have been and they made it extremely difficult to detect. So you know this is just the, the whole way finance has operated for many years and it's my mission to simplify finance and to enable the ordinary person to take an interest in their investments and to understand what's going on and to make sure that they aren't ripped off and to make sure that they've got enough knowledge that they can actually make investments in the stock market and feel comfortable about it and see their wealth grow and enjoy doing it. It's incredibly satisfying and rewarding when you get I got an email the other day from a very nice lady who said that she enrolled in one of my courses. She felt that she knew nothing about finance and her husband wasn't doing as good a job of it as she felt he could be. And so she was going to learn about it, spend some time, study, understand what she was doing so that she could help him manage the the household finances. And you know, this isn't something that only wealthy people can benefit from. If you start early and you start investing in the stock market, you can become wealthier. It doesn't matter how much money you've got. It used to be that you, if you didn't have much money, it was a waste of time getting involved in the stock market because the charges of the commissions would just erode your capital. But today, you can trade for free. So the only frictional cost of dealing in the stock market is a spread. You know, the difference between the buying price and the selling price, because it's such high volumes today, those are much narrower than they used to be. So the days when I started in the city that it was very expensive to invest, they're long gone. So this is really accessible for everyone. And I feel quite passionately about this. And what I'm trying to do is to enable people to understand stocks better. And, you know, not everybody will find this interesting and enjoyable and fun in the same way as I do. It's relatively easy to understand how to invest in the stock market, and you can do it safely with a little bit of time, a little bit of energy, a little bit of effort devoted to studying what you're doing. You can make money without a huge amount of risk, because obviously, any equity involves risk. It's obviously, it's very discomforting when you've got 100% of your wealth in the stock market, you know, it falls 10% in a week and you feel 10% poorer. But if you own those shares for an extended period, you you know the 10% fall will eventually be recouped. I mean that's happened time and time again. I'm not saying people should have 100% of their wealth in the stock market, you know. Most people, myself included, a home, their home is a large part of their personal wealth. But even if you aren't wealthy enough to own your own home, if you've got some savings, some of those savings would be usefully deployed in the stock market. And if you're nervous about all this, the best thing you can do is, the younger the better, start saving regularly into some form of of stock market investment plan. And you can do that by buying a fund, you can do that by putting money into a pool, which you then invest into stocks. You do it in, in all sorts of ways. But you start saving young, then you know, if the stock market continues its performance over the last century, this will be a very, very sensible thing for you to have done. I'm not sure that we'll see stock market performance, at least in real terms, as good as it has been in the last century, because we're starting from higher valuations. You always value a business based on the cash that the business produces. So the classical way of doing evaluation is to do a discounted cash flow analysis. And this is when you start getting into the jargon that frightens people. But if you just think about what this is and you relate this back to your personal experience, you know, how much are you worth? Well, you can look at your balance sheet and your balance sheet is simply, you know, how much is your house worth less the value of your mortgage plus the, you know, your savings. And that's how much you're worth. But an alternative way of thinking about how much you're worth is to say, Phil, you're a very skilled guy, and you're going to earn a very good salary over the next 20, 30 years. Ah, Phil, I've got no idea how old you are. Right? But, <laughs> and you can think about, well, over my lifetime, I'm going to earn 100000 a year, less tax, and I'm going to have cash coming in of 50000 a year for the next 20 years, that's worth a million dollars. And you could discount that back today to reflect the time value of money. And you could say, well, you know, I'm quite a valuable commodity. And if you think about a business in the same way, a business that will make how much money will it make over the next 20, 30 years, then you can add up those cash flows and discount them back to today to understand what the business is worth. The concepts sometimes are slightly complicated, but once you understand the concept, the execution is relatively straightforward. To do that analysis is quite easy to do once you've done it a couple of times. If you found this podcast helpful, please tell a friend, especially if it's someone who needs to start thinking about investing for their future. You'll be helping them and helping me to keep this show on the road.